Uh, good afternoon all, and this is my first ever episode of The Normally Challenged, uh, this uh, podcast that I was sort of thinking about developing after prompting by my wife, just to uh, get a few points out there. A uh, bit of a background with me, I, um, I've been working uh, in the mental health addiction fields probably about the last 15 years. I currently teach in the mental health sector, um, and I don't know, I, I like the freedom of actually being able to put myself out of here a little bit more and not have to teach within the scope of the um, of the curriculum that I teach in, which is great curriculum, but just for a bit of a uh, change for myself. So the environment that we're living at, it's going pretty insane. This was not the, the concept and the idea that I originally had when I came up with this a couple of weeks ago doing a podcast, but we're at that point now where it's hard to think of anything else but the coronavirus. So hence, uh, topic of today is being sane in this currently changing world. Bit of a play on words of the old uh, um, psych, uh, uh, psychological um, uh, study of uh, being sane in insane places. Uh, so just a bit of a play on words for that. Um, so rather, I'm not an expert on the coronavirus. I don't know. I'm here living it the same way you guys are. Um, but I just want to try and have a look at it from an anxiety sort of perspective and try and understand why why we might be doing what we are at the moment. Um, so right as we speak, as from about 20 minutes ago, uh, those of you who can't see the, uh, I've got a screen on now, so I might actually put this up on YouTube as well. But as of about 20 minutes ago, there were 245 confirmed cases of the coronavirus worldwide. That is extremely high with uh, 10,000 deaths. Apparently 88,000 people have recovered. So from that perspective, there's got to be some positivity out of it in the fact that a lot of people are recovering from this. And for the most part, for a lot of people, um, the fear shouldn't be that they're going to die themselves. The fear, and this is something that's really driving me at the moment, is for our family members. I have a young child and my fear is not that even my young child will get it, although we don't know the facts whether it's going to uh, impact on our children. But more so, um, uh, my parents, I have elderly parents who look after my child. Uh, they're at a huge high risk zone. So sometimes when people, and we're going to go through some thinking styles a bit later, sometimes when people uh, talk about, ah, oh, it's just a flu or it's just a virus, Ironically, I've been sick this week and I've got a runny nose. Apologies for that. But ironically, uh, it's we're going to do it to the others. It's my parents, it's your parents, it's your grandparents and things like that. They're the ones that it's really going to impact. So uh, when I get my fear, that's where I look at my fear from. So I want to look at today the concept of anxiety and the anxiety we may be feeling uh, around the situation. So <clears throat> discussing the idea of um, uh, anxiety of how things are changing and how they're out of our control and how are we going to try and manage this? One of the things in managing stress, anxiety, worry, fear, anything like that is understanding of what we're going through is quite a natural sort of cycle. So for anyone who's watching the video here, you can see I've got a slide up there saying uh, starts off with a trigger. The trigger here is very real how much we panic about it is the thing about it so trigger can lead into panic into constant worry it can then challenge our belief system or make us work out work through our belief system in 
how we're going to challenge this fear and this worry and how we respond to it. And then we look at things like control measures uh, that individuals might have against other people or their own surroundings. One of the things that we've been seeing a lot on TV is the idea of um, uh, panic buying. I myself was just at the shops earlier today and there is nothing in shops, nothing at all. There's no no meat to buy. There's no definitely no toilet paper. Why the um, the, the um, panic buying has resorted to toilet paper is actually a little bit beyond me. I can't work that one out. But for me, our Prime Minister, Mr Scott Morrison, the other day came out and said, people who panic buy are stupid. They're stupid. You know what? They're actually not stupid. The behaviour of what they're doing might seem a little weird and warped, but these people are not stupid. They're actually tying into their value systems. What's important at this time through their fear is that they want to provide for their families. They want to provide for themselves. This is a survival instinct. So for I was pretty unimpressed with the Prime Minister coming out like this, coming out saying it's stupid. It's actually not stupid. He really should be working with a psychologist in how to manage behaviours because this is probably... Uh, kind of a normal response. Um, maybe we need to normalise the idea that people are unsure, they can't, don't know what's going to happen, that we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. There are so many messages coming out. And this fear, the fight or flight response is normal. This is what keeps us alive. This is evolutionary what has kept us alive, the fact that we respond to stress in this sort of way. Is it an appropriate way at this time? Probably not, but we need to manage it in time we will. Um, so as we put here, anxiety is a um, part of our body's natural uh, response system. You've heard of the fight or flight. There's actually the four Fs, fight, flight, freeze, or fuck, for the one of a better word. Um, reproducing is a big thing. We see it a lot with the um, uh, baby boomers after the war. I think around 9-11, there was a bit of a baby boom around there. When in doubt, uh, if there's a theoretical model, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and one of the baseline levels for human beings is along the lines of touch and sex and reproducing. So we can even resort to that sort of um, that level. Quite natural again. Um, so anxiety, it's a mixture of psychological, physical, and behavioral changes. Um, some of the uh, psych psychological effects are uh, excessive worry, uh, poor concentration, a fear of dying and a fear of losing control. At the moment, what we do have as a society, we have got a loss of control uh, and people respond to that in a different way. Some people get paranoid that the government's trying to take over, that this is an inside job, that uh, this is a manipulation either by the Chinese or the Americans to gain control of where we're at. Personally, no, I don't think, I don't believe any of that, but it's an understandable fear. Um, the excessive worry, hence the hoarding style behaviour. Uh, we need to make sure that we're protected. Uh, in a beautiful hope, and I think this will turn around in time, we will start giving back. We'll be giving to our neighbours, we'll be giving to our friends, we'll be helping one another. Um, if you think about our bushfires in Australia, everyone came out and helped one another. So this is just the initial fear and the initial panic of the great unknown um, like we said, every day something new is changing. So we need to hold on and control. Control is a word which uh, for me is always um, interrelated with the concept of anxiety. So we want to control those little things that we can. Uh, and in this case, uh, it might be toilet paper. It might be meat. Or what is it at the moment? I heard this morning that there's a lot of uh, people going out buying asthma puppers. 
I played with you all. If, if you don't need it, don't buy it, you know. Don't buy it. Think of the people who actually do need it. So keep that in the back of your mind that uh, for the greater good of uh, mankind, let's let's be good to one another. Um, I meant to put these up as well. There's some great uh, quotes and great things going around on Facebook at the moment. It's not all doom and gloom on there. Um, one of them is like, we need to reframe this conversation about uh, social distancing and, um, and avoidance. Uh, and look at it as that we're giving back to the world. We're giving back to society. We're going to take some time out to make this world a better place. Uh, there are still other ways we can in interconnect. Um, I leave a lot of websites on here when I use some of their information. I like to get a lot of factual stuff. The Black Dog Institute, if you're worried about your own mental health, this is a time that we're all going to be suffering stress and anxiety, uh, maybe even feel traumatised. Access some of the information online. There's some great resources online. I use it both in my classes. I use it for myself just for reading up and uh, educating myself. So I've put a few links in there for you guys. Uh, the Black Dog Institute. So www.black doginstitute.org.au. Um, so that's the psychological the thinking side of it. Again, this ties into the worries, uh, negative thoughts about one's ability, um, whether we can manage our own uh, emotions and stress in the future, what's going to happen. Um, negative predictions about future events. For the most part, if I'm working with a client and uh, they're stressing about the future, it's like, okay, let's look at the things that you can control. Let's try and bring it back to now. Let's ground ourselves. But with so much on, if you, if we're sitting there watching the news, and I find it myself, I need to have time away from um, the news sources and Facebook and all that at the moment because otherwise it becomes all-encompassing and it feels so much bigger. And it is a pretty good big event, but it's so much bigger than what it is. So we the things we can control is that, we still now can walk outside. We can still smell the trees. I can look outside. I can see um, not a mountain, but a hill behind me. It's beautiful. I've been down the beach today. So there are still plenty of things that will never be taken away from us. Even if we got to isolate for a certain time, it's going to be there. Um, so other common thoughts and the thinking patterns. And the, uh, I was going to do it today, but we'll run out of time. I'll do another um, cast tomorrow on the concept of uh, unhealthy thinking styles and how we can let that um drive us uh, crazy, drive us nuts. Um, oh, so yeah. more of the thinking, trouble concentrating or keeping uh, attention. So when an individual, us, anyone else is under pressure, we have a very narrow centre of focus, uh, whether that be moving away from this, whether that be like breaking up with a partner or having a big fight with your partner for that entire day, all you can think about that. So all the other stuff going on is quite uh, peripheral and you just focus on that. So you lose concentration, you're not paying attention to anything else going around you. Um, so uh, it, I talk about here magical ideas, such as if I don't wash my hands, I will die or something, will be harmed. In this case, no, we need to be conscious. We need to be um, aware of the things that we've got to do. And this has been quite a good thing because I think uh, in the future, we're actually going to learn new habits as, as human beings and probably get rid of maybe a few other illnesses or ailments that we have as well at the same time. And uh, somatic uh, symptoms. So here we've got preoccupation with body sensations or functions. So we can become almost OCD-like, uh, you know, where we're, we're fixated and we can feel an ache, we can feel a pain, whether these somatic symptoms of a depression or anxiety or something like that.
Um, some of the physical symptoms, fatigue, irritability, sleeping difficulties, uh, general restlessness. Um, you know, you feel just uptight, your uh, muscles are all tense. Um, your stomach can get some sort of stomach complaints, uh, sweating, uh, things like that. Um, more on the physical symptoms include rapid heartbeat, sweating, trouble breathing, uh, tightness in the chest, uh, dizziness, um, sort of out-of-body type experiences. Um, when I'm working with a client who suffers anxiety or panic attacks, I like to use the... Um, if you took the mind away from this situation and you look at a lot of those things there, like sweating, trouble breathing, tightness of chest, dizziness, a lot of those symptoms are related with doing physical exercise as well. Strangely enough, physical exercise brings in all those, the difference is our mind and our thought process that comes into it. Um, not all of those symptoms, but some of them. So just to try and rationalise it in a different sort of way, to think about this in a different sort of way. I think most people to a point are either going to be in denial about what's happening or the flip side, overly anxious to the both extremes at each end. Um, some of the physical symptoms, it can cause nausea, vomiting, um, low energy, just feeling exhausted the whole time, uh, shaking, jittering, uh, needing to go to the toilet a lot more. So you can have a lot of different symptoms. And then the behavioural elements of this, which I find quite interesting working in the mental health sector, what we're being asked to do by governments, and rightly so, so I'm not criticising this, it's easy to criticise the government, and I don't mean to, they're unprecedented times. Uh, we want people to isolate uh, for potentially extended periods of time. So from a medical model, that's that's wonderful. But from a psychological, from a mental health, mental wellbeing model, that's actually quite dangerous because we could see ripple effects or repercussions of this down the track. Uh, think elderly people who might be completely isolated by themselves, no social contact, might be a situation like myself where a family member's got young kids and don't want to introduce them for their own benefit, but then they're isolated by themselves, which can lead to symptoms of depression, isolation, loneliness, all these other things. So some of the behavioural elements of um, anxiety and self is avoidance. Uh, I can quite easily see how people might get very OCD in this situation as well. Wipes, we all need to wipe our hands and all this, but it could go to the extreme of over-hygienic, over-cleanliness, that it becomes almost like an anxiety sort of issue. So, but anxiety can include avoidance of, subs, uh, of uh, situations or events. Um, in my own life, in my own head, I've got a, I'm paranoid. I'm, I've got a phobia to spiders. So I'll do anything in my, in my world to avoid spiders. If I see one, if we look at the fight, flight, buck or freeze uh, mentality, I freeze. I see a spider and I freeze. I can't even run. I'm that just kept in in fear. So the avoidance style behaviours that come with anxiety or phobias. And procrastination is an, another big one. Making excuses for not doing anything based on different reasons, but the reality is it's uh, anxiety, depression type um, habits coming in. Um, so some other behavioural elements of anxiety, uh, I'm going to go down aggression, verbal abuse, uh, lashing out. Think of people um, when they're in the supermarkets and you've seen these insane fights on the TV and you're like, what's that all about? How can that possibly be the case? That's stress, that's anxiety. That's like road rage, but in a supermarket. And if we think road rage has generally very little with that situation. It's generally a build-up of other things that have been going on in these people's lives, and that's just the 
um, what is it, the straw that breaks the camel's back. That's the final straw. And I see that with uh, these shopping centre fights over toilet paper. No one really cares that much about uh, toilet paper. But the anxiety and stress that's building up, uh, the want, desire to look after the family and friends and things like that, it leads to that sort of thing. Um, one thing we really need to be mindful of here with anxiety, a substance that goes very well with anxiety but has very negative consequences is alcohol. Um, so whilst we might um, uh, think that having a, a glass of wine at night or a couple of beers, it's great, it eases the stress, yeah, it does. But if that's the only coping strategy that you do have, um, it's gonna, it potentially could cause compl complications down, down the road. Um, and I'm not saying avoid alcohol or anything else like that. That's not my go, but just be mindful. We need to have other strategies, whether that be exercise, whether it be reading a book, uh, just allow ourselves time just to be de-stressed in other ways that doesn't always involve substances to, um, um, uh, substances to alleviate the anxiety type, uh, symptoms. Um, so as we're looking at, everyone experiences anxiety. Anxiety is normal. Anxiety, even in this situation, is normal. But how we respond and how we let our minds go with the anxiety will be the big, uh, the big thing here. Realize we are going through an event. We can't control it. Uh, what is it? The serenity prayer, which I can't remember a lot, uh, the whole lot of it, but it's along the lines of um, uh, change the things you can change, accept the things, things that you can't, and have the wisdom to understand the difference. So we can't change this. What we can do and what we can control is our behaviours around it. What we are left with uh, and what we can do with our lives. Like we need to reframe. If we do got to socially isolate for a while, think about, okay, has there ever been something which I've always wanted to do in life but I've never got around to doing? Maybe it's learning guitar. Maybe it's reading that great book, you know, that you've never read, you've never had the time to do it. Maybe there's an option to do it. For me, I'm going to be quite lucky. Hopefully, I'm moving a lot of my work onto online. So I can work from home. I get to see my uh, little girl. I've got a two-year-old little girl. So we've got a, from my field, we always work uh, from a strength-based uh, perspective. So one of the things we really need to be looking at is what positives can we take out of this situation? At times, it might feel hard, but what can we do? Do we re-engage with loved ones? Um, there's, I love this post on Facebook at the moment, which is like, um, you know, five minutes into um, uh, so isolation. Saw this girl sitting on my um, uh, on my uh, sofa on my lounge. Turns out she's my wife. She seems nice. <laughs> so although it's a joke, but this gives us an opportunity to re-engage with those people who um, who maybe we neglect at times through overworking. Um, you know over being focused on the things that we're doing or just not focusing on life in general. <clears throat> um, I think I did this in a class yesterday and it's a quote from, I thought it was Lisa, but it was actually Homer Simpson. When they're in the middle of a crisis in, the, uh, in Japan, they call it crisisunity, uh, which is um, taking an opportunity out of a crisis. And I think this could be an option here to live, laugh, write poetry, um, um, write songs, laugh, do like the Italians do did and um, sing in the streets. Um, so I'm actually going to wrap it up here. I just noticed I've been going for 20 minutes now. It's a lot longer than I want. I want to continue posting stuff both from a theoretical perspective and I'm going to be uh, doing another daily um, sort of um, podcast more on my feelings and um, 
I think this is a very interesting time that we're living in. And I sort of want to document it, but I'm not going to post that for a week. So it's going to be sort of a, um, uh, a snapshot of the way I'm feeling the world is today. But I'm not going to post it for a week because I want to be able to have it as a reflection piece a week later and just to see whether what we were thinking today and what societies, how we're reacting, whether it was good, bad, indifferent. So I'm going to just have a bit of a reflection piece. Um, okay, for anyone who listens to this, I'd love to hear from you all. Uh, just starting up, so I'm going to get a few um, podcasts up and running and probably post something every day. Um, send me an email, the normally challenged podcast at gmail.com. Love to hear from you all. And I'm actually going to continue this one tomorrow. So this will be part one. We'll do part two tomorrow. All right. Cheerio, guys. I uh, love talking to you. want to hear from you all. Thanks.